753 Wisconsin's Morning News. Mark Tauscher off one more day. Tausch is back with us next week. Want to look ahead to the GOP presidential debate next week right here in Milwaukee. Eric, report on the news this morning that we're going to start to see some infrastructure going up around Pfizer Forum. Yep. Bit of a security footprint. As early as this weekend, there'll be some street closures in and around that area. And so much focus on whether former President Donald Trump will participate in that debate. Want to talk about who is actually going to be on the stage at Pfizer Forum Wednesday night. Jeffrey Skelly is Senior Elections Analyst at 538.com. He's with us live from New York on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline this morning. Thanks, Jeffrey, for being here. Hey, thank you for having me. So let's do this first. On the question of whether the former president will actually appear here in Milwaukee next week, I'd suggest all signs point to no, right? Especially with him now on advice of his attorneys canceling his news conference that he promised for Monday. It does seem that it's more likely than not that he will skip this debate. And and sort of with the debate itself, the, the crux of the issue is that to participate, anyone who is eligible to, 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 to be on stage has to sign a pledge that the Republican National Committee has put together saying that they will support the eventual Republican nominee, regardless of who that is, in November 2024, and that they won't run as a third party or independent candidate. And Trump has said so far that he will not sign that pledge. Uh, He could change his mind, but it does seem increasingly likely that he won't. So why not go after him? We've heard some candidates kind of toe the line, Jeffrey. Why not just make him the target if he's not there? Well, I'm sure that he will be a a much frequently commented upon uh, topic uh, on the debate stage, whether he's there or not. Um, I think that the, the challenge for the Republican candidates who really might have a chance in this thing, if if things change to some extent, um, is that Trump is very popular among Republicans. Obviously, he's polling in the low 50s nationally in primary polls, uh, in the 40s and low 50s in the early state polls. Uh, so, so that tells you he's popular. But if you're looking at favorability, which is something we, we keep an eye on, uh, Trump has a very high net favorability rating among Republicans. So about three-fourths of Republicans have a favorable view of him, and only about a quarter have an unfavorable view of him. Um, that puts him basically above everyone else. Of course, everyone has an opinion about him for the most part. Uh, so someone like DeSantis has a similar degree of favorability, as do people like Tim Scott, um, or, or Vivek Ramaswamy. They're not as well known yet, but they are also very popular. But those candidates are like, oh, how do we attack Trump and bring him down, you know, a couple notches um, and, you know, improve our standing. But, but if they attack him, they might actually alienate all those voters who like Trump. Um, so that is, that is the real tough needle they're trying to thread here. Jeffrey Skelly is Senior Elections Analyst at 538.com. I want to read a, p- uh, a little portion of what you wrote at 538, Jeffrey. Uh, this is uh, in an article, and you can check it out at 538.com. Of course, it's entirely understandable why these candidates have once again avoided hitting Trump over his legal troubles. Winning the GOP primary will require threading the needle of attracting support from a mostly pro-Trump party without alienating Trump supporting voters by criticizing Trump, exactly what you were just characterizing here. I guess at this point, what I'm saying, though, is you indicate you know, your, your 538 aggregate polling is showing like a 40-point gap between DeSantis, the next next viable candidate, and Trump. Like, if you're saving your quarterback or your starting players for the next round of the playoffs, you, you might, might not, not get, get to that game, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think that's that's totally true. And, and I will say we've seen some, like, subtle shifts uh, in terms of, of – of the, the kinds of things that some of the candidates are saying, you know, for instance, uh, you know, Nikki Haley has been trying to sort of, she's been a, a little bit more critical of Trump than some of the others um, who I would sort of group in the like not 
clearly anti-Trump category, like a Chris Christie. Um, but at the end of the day, she's trying to say, look, we should, we need to move forward as a party. There's, uh, you know, a lot of this legal stuff is distraction. You know, it's just distracting from the important issues. So that, that's one approach. Um, but it, again, to your point, it's not actually taking on Trump. And for someone like DeSantis, you know, we saw this memo that, that was found on the Internet basically from his super PAC uh, that's supporting him that, you know, he's going to take the approach of Trump's not on stage of defending Trump. So it's an opportunity to sort of try to, to win over some of those voters who like Trump and attack Vivek Ramaswamy, who he now sees as a potential threat sort of on the right in terms of uh, appealing to voters in the Republican Party who who generally like what Ramaswamy has to say, just as they tend to like what DeSantis has to say. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 they're between a rock and a hard place in terms of how do they they do this. And they may be hoping that that Trump's legal troubles end up creating an opening later in this campaign that does not currently exist. But of course, that is entirely speculative and we have no idea how that's going to play out. I wonder what you think of this, Jeffrey. I've been asked uh, by folks who are going to be covering the debate. Well, what are Wisconsin voters? You know, because it's here in Milwaukee. What are what are Wisconsin voters looking to see on stage? Trump or no Trump? And my answer to that would be: I think Wisconsin voters are going to be looking for whether any of these other candidates could be viable. Who in that group rises up if it doesn't end up being former President Trump as the nominee? Who else up there could I vote for? Oh, I think that's a good way of looking at it. And Wisconsin is actually an interesting place for this to sort of kick off if Trump's not on stage. I mean, recall in the 2016 Republican primary, he lost Wisconsin to Ted Cruz. Uh, so in terms of a, a group of voters out there who, who may like Trump and a lot of the things that he did as president and like a lot of things that he has said and done overall, they may, you know, Wisconsin might be a place where we have a few more Republican voters who are more open to looking at viable alternatives. So it is a real opportunity for these other candidates. And, you know, that's that's actually a question mark about is this like a tactical mistake by Trump if he doesn't actually attend because he's giving away the spotlight to a bunch of other candidates. Now, he it sounds like would would probably do some sort of counter programming the same, you know, this, around the same time that evening. Um, but at the end of the day, like this is a, a debate on Fox News and a lot of eyeballs. Um, and so Republican voters who are thinking, well, you know, I like Trump and right now I support him, but I don't know that much about some of these other candidates yet. You know, it, it is definitely a real opportunity for these candidates if Trump is not on the stage, because he's going to be the main topic. But he would also just get, you know, almost certainly the most mic time if he were on stage. Jeffrey Skelly, senior elections analyst at 538.com. You can read his work there right now. Thanks, Jeffrey. Great to talk with you. Hey, thank you for having me.